When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome to the Naked Gaming Podcast with Chris Barrow and Lee Milner. Hello. Hello. Nice to see you again. Back for the second time. I see you all the time, but it's nice, no. to, nice to see you again <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. Nice to see you in the studio again. Yeah. Your second co-host. Yeah, loving it. Looking forward really to it. Really good. Well, it's just kind of like being at home. We said this before. It's yeah. just like basically going from home to home, <laughs> talking about games, playing games. Yeah. Yeah. Second home. Here we are. Uh, and this is the six month anniversary of the podcast. Uh, I wanted to see if we could get something to celebrate that fact, you know, like in a year anniversary. I think it's supposed to be paper. Oh, we should have brought some bottle of champagne in or something. No, but we? there isn't such a thing as a six month anniversary. Oh. It doesn't count. Oh. So. Maybe after a year then. <laughs> Instead of champagne, we can have this can. <laughs> wow. Celebration no, time, okay. everybody. Wow. Uh, so. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun anyway, and last month uh, was a good one. Yeah, our May episode focused on a specific region of the brain, which, believe it or not, remembers Pokemon. Turns out Pokemon were excellent because they were something that kids learned in childhood. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, it was like this natural experiment that happened in the 90s. It's like having your very own Pokedex in your mind. You did say you were going to test me last month mm-hmm. on Pokemon. I hope you haven't been cheating and looking no, them no. up. No, I don't. I, I know Pikachu. So. I honestly haven't looked at that big poster at all. Because I actually forgot that we were doing it today. <laughs> today. Apparently, so I'm only, the only ones I know anyway are the originals, 151. Well, let's see. We have 30 seconds. Okay, 30 seconds. All right. Any marks? Get set. Hang on. Let me do it. <laughs> I haven't set the clock. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> on your marks, get set, go. Pikachu, Raichu, Mew, Mewtwo, Charmander, Charizard, Charmeleon, Bulbasaur, Venusaur, Ivysaur. What's the other one? Squirtle. Fifteen seconds. Squirtles, halfway there. Water. What? Squirtoise. Squ- squiddle. Squ- squiddle. Squiddle. <laughs> Hang on, hang on. Uh, mime, Mr. Mime, uh, Voltorb, uh, Machamp, Volt? Machoke. What? There's a real one. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember that. I thought you were naming McDonald's sandwiches. Weedle. Oh, that's it, you're done. That's it. That's how, it, how the end. Get? I don't know, I lost count. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I, got, I got distracted by Squibble. Squibble, look, it, it, could, it probably is a Pokemon now. A McChoke. Machoke. Machamp. <laughs> They definitely are Pokemon. I'm pretty confident. Okay, okay, okay. Not too bad then. So what we've learned is that my Pokedex is faulty. <laughs> you did all right. You okay. did all right. Thank you very much okay. indeed. Uh, so this month, lots to discuss. There's been many, many announcements at E3, uh, which is like the huge announcement central gaming thing that happens every year. Mm. Uh, it's called E3 because, I'll tell you what, I, I found this out. I didn't know why it was called E3. It's the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Three E's at the beginning, so therefore E3. There we go. We're Not learning. to be confused with the mobile network. That's called EE. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so we'll bring you the latest announcements from that. Also, virtual reality gaming is on the rise. But what about a virtual reality church? We'll hear from the lead pastor of the world's first VR church. As for new releases, Dauntless is a free-to-play game, a bit like Monster Hunter. Third person, hack and slash the big monsters and unlock armour. Yeah, we've both been playing that one this month. Also, DayZ has finally been released for PS4. I'm really excited for this. I wanted to play it on computer, but I never had a powerful enough computer to do it. So I've been waiting around two years for this game. Of course, it features zombies. So how can it be bad? We'll review that later on. Uh, Also, Retro Revival... Uh, Lee, you've been going old school with a Tamagotchi. I wish we never did this. Why? It didn't end very well. So Tamagotchis, if you never had one, it was like a digital pet that you had to look after. Given that you have a real-life rabbit, you should be able to keep things alive. This was harder. Okay, fine. I've never had something so demanding in my life. And God help us if we ever have children. (laughs) So Amazon re-released several different Tamagotchis, actually, with the original programming. Back in our day, Chris, digital pets were all the rage. I had Digimon. I love oh, Digimon. I had Tamagotchi. They battled each other. Digimon were, were, in my opinion, better, but they haven't re-released Digimon. They've re-released Tamagotchis, so... Oh. Yeah, okay. that's why we're doing it. So this is ahead of new style Tamagotchis that are coming next month. So I went back to see if I could keep it alive for more than a day. First up, our entertainment correspondent and Final Fantasy lover, Alex Rhodes, is back to take us through the big announcements from this year's E3. Let's start with one of the biggest announcements. Keanu Reeves of The Matrix and all those internet memes fame is starring in a computer game as Johnny Silverhand in Cyberpunk 2077. Initiating combat mode. Go! Destination confirmed. That's what I'm talking about! Alright, in and out! We're rich! Oh, we are going to the major leagues, Jackie! We have a city to burn. It's similar in concept to Deus Ex, but with more Keanu. So, what's not to like? It's being released by the same developers as the hugely popular Witcher 3, coming to PS4, Xbox and PC in April next year. Gears of War 5 is coming soon. It's been announced for September 10th, and it wouldn't be a Gears game without a few new modes. Horde, anyone? Two new modes have been announced, one called Escape and a competitive mode called Arcade. They attacked, and we lost everything. Everything except the need for revenge. This might look like a surrender, but it's not. It's an invasion. There's also an upcoming crossover download pack with Terminator Dark Fate and a Gears film set in an alternate reality. The cogs will return, but only if you have an Xbox or PC with Windows 10. And what next for Xbox? Well, their new console, Project Scarlet, is coming soon. It's more powerful, and for all you Master Chief fans, it features Halo Infinite as a launch title. Okay. If you can hear me in there, I hope you're ready. Please don't die. Please don't die. (laughs) 
back, Chief. It'll have split-screen multiplayer too, so couch co-op enthusiasts can rejoice. Halo Infinite is set for release during the holiday season of 2020 for Xbox Project Scarlet, Xbox One and PC. Hulk smash! And Square Enix announced something the world's been waiting for, a big-budget Avengers video game. The slightly late title could bring to life some of the most beloved characters in cinema, Marvel's Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, The Incredible Hulk and Thor. You know that old saying, never meet your heroes? Well, I did. And it was awesome. The Avengers were everything I imagined. Hello, San Francisco! There was only one problem. The video game avatars look nothing like the characters we've come to know and love over the last decade, and they didn't sound like them either. They were, in fact, completely different. Stop kidding around, Snake. Next today, virtual reality gaming. Have you ever tried it? I've never played it before, actually. Um... The idea is that you wear a set over your eyes, you can sometimes wear gloves as well, and you're transported to a 3D world. If you look up in real life, you look up in the game and everything around you adapts to that. Yeah, it hasn't really taken off as much as people expected, but one thing that has just started developing is the world's first virtual reality church. Interesting idea. DJ Soto is the lead pastor. Great name, can you say? He's not actually a DJ. He did tell me he's called David James, but it's just stuck. I love stuck. it. Uh, but DJ Soto is the lead pastor for VR Church, as they call it. He told me how the whole thing came about. My wife and I were pastors at a church in Pennsylvania in the States, and um, we left that to go start something new. And we didn't know what new meant. We thought that meant plant physical churches. So we set to do that. At the same time, VR came out at, at the consumer level in 2016. And we've never seen that before in history. Uh, we got VR. We were doing the movies, the video games. And, you know, our family's a bunch of gamers like Fortnite and Overwatch. And um, when, when VR came out, we started playing around with it. And then this new thing that I've never seen before came out called social VR. And social VR, the, the nuts and bolts of that is like, um, you know, the movie that just came out, Ready Player One or Inception or The Matrix, these virtual worlds where avatars walk around and exist in these um, in, in immersive settings. And so um, when I experienced that, I thought, you know, it'd be fun to try having a, a church experience here, a spiritual um, experience that people could come to. So what started out as an experiment evolved into this church uh, community. We have multiple church experiences on Sunday and, and several Bible studies throughout the week, all in, all in virtual reality. Who are the sorts of people who are coming along to VR church in your experience? What I love about virtual reality church is the, the people that come that would not have been able to experience church. And there is just a, a surprisingly a, a large amount of people. So, for example, people who are homebound for a, a condition or a disease. Um, some, you know, it might not be a, a physical ailment or a sickness. It might be like emotional or mental. They have severe social anxiety. And just the idea of walking into a church and a building and sitting down, that's a, a very intimidating prospect for them. And then you have people that may have been kicked out of a church. I, I had a friend who uh, was a recovering drug addict. He spent uh, many years as a heroin addict. 
and came out of that and was trying to get connected to a church just right out of a halfway house. And they wouldn't let him come in because, you know, he looked disheveled and um, he looked like a recovering uh, drug user. But he just wanted to go get connected with the spiritual community. And essentially he was kicked out. And, and there's story after story of people who can't get to church or maybe who've tried to get to church. And for whatever reason, they weren't allowed to be a part of that community and so what VR Church allows people to do is it provides another avenue for them. In terms of the actual VR game and the environments that you're in, because I know it's one of those social games where really there's no kind of game to play. You're just kind of hanging out, basically. Um, but do the environments themselves, can you sort of set it up to be, you know, like a church environment? I know one of the videos I saw that you um, were part of, I think a lot of people were like standing around in, in what looked like water. <laughs> so I, I guess the environments that you have there, do you pick and choose them to be appropriate for what you're doing or do you just take it as it comes? Our very first church building was very like normal that you would see with pews and a little stage. And then it was kind of like a eureka moment where we did the light bulb came on and we realized, wait a minute, we're in the matrix where if you've seen the, the movie Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio and there's that moment where Leonardo and Ellen Page, they're walking and she's building with her mind. And there was like that light bulb moment for us is like, wait a minute, we can build whatever we want. So when we first started, it was just a natural, you know, extension of what we knew from the physical world. Uh, which looked like a regular church building with uh, like windows and pews. And then it evolved into these fantastical worlds that we're creating every week. Um, and we'll create a new build just depending on what is happening in the scripture. So uh, for 2019, we went uh, chapter by chapter through the book of John, the gospel of John. And each chapter was in a different location and a different setting. Sometimes we were on a boat in the Sea of Galilee and we were at VR Church, actually, everyone was on the boat um, as we were experiencing that. Or maybe we were in the temple in Jerusalem. So our, we have a team called World Builders, and one of the leaders, his name is Wilco. I affectionately call him the architect based off the Inception movie. And, um, yeah, and as a matter of fact, this morning I sent him the build for the following Sunday. So every morning, Monday morning, he's expecting um, a list of things to be built for the scripture that we're um, experiencing. I wanted to ask about if there's a kind of line that you have to draw, because the one thing about VR, obviously, is that it's virtual reality and that you don't see people face to face. Do you have to kind of be careful about who you invite into the group? Because, you know, people with bad intentions could just sort of come along for a day and start to cause a problem, whereas you obviously want to make sure it's a real positive experience. Well, one, we're not too phased by it. We're just kind of, it's kind of normal for us. So maybe in the physical world, if someone came in and started screaming at the preacher, that'd be like a, like a, whoa, did you hear what happened at church today? But in virtual reality, it's kind of normal. We just kind of roll with it. And sometimes the trolls, so to speak, they calm down and they see that, you know, we're just kind of normal people. And, um, you know, we say hello. And sometimes we have to kick people. And, but that's like a, a last resort thing. We try to give people a chance. Um, but, um, but that's far and few between because uh, most of the time people are just interacting very uh, normally and courteously with love and respect. And actually what we found is that people, there's a deep sense of authenticity. So what I mean by that is I've gotten some criticism from, from pastor friends or from you know, religious leaders saying, hey, you know, your people are going to be avatars, they're going to be fake, they're going to change who they are. And I said, actually, it's the opposite. We've experienced the complete opposite where with that avatar, there's a sense of anonymity. And with that anonymity comes deep authenticity. So we're like getting to the heart of who we are. It's spirit to spirit. It's person to person. It's not 
you know, people don't have to wonder what other people think about their looks or, you know, their weight or their, their race or, you know, whatever. It's just the, the pure spirit to spirit communication. Really interesting idea, that. So yeah. that's DJ Soto. Would you go to a VR church? Uh, I mean, I can't get out of bed unless you bring bacon upstairs, so I think I'd miss <laughs> church service every morning. Virtual reality bacon? <laughs> no, nothing beats the real stuff. <laughs> okay. I mean, come on. Can't get away with that. Busy night, but there's always room for another. Next today, there's a growing industry in poaching up-and-coming games. Yeah, this is big companies who are looking for the next big thing, so the next Fortnite, the next World of Warcraft. There's lots of independent developers that are making brand new games all the time, and these big companies want to jump on them and say, come on board with us. Yeah, Julia Kenny is a business development associate from Jagex. They develop the RuneScape games. So how does it work? If you think about it like a record label trying to find really talented artists to sign, we're looking for developers that have the same vision as we do when it comes to making uh, deeply engaging social multiplayer games. And we want to partner up with them for like a a long-term relationship where we give them money to start with and we give them the support from our expertise of 18 years of running RuneScape. And in exchange, we get um, a cut of of the revenue as the game starts to be successful. And do you have to have any kind of track records to get some kind of funding from Jagex? Because obviously, you know, it helps if you can trust the fact that somebody you're giving money kind of knows vaguely what they're doing. Yeah, I think because we are looking for such a a long-term partnership, um, which I have called several times in conversations to developers, a marriage, so just going, going, you know, feet first, um, we definitely need to understand that, you know, the, the plan going forward is commercially sound and that there is experience when you're making a game of, of, you know, the scale that is multiplayer and sometimes with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of players in the same world, that takes um, a lot of time to develop and sometimes quite a large budget. Obviously, when you're going around looking for, you know, new productions of games, you know, new companies even that are forming and you're kind of thinking, right, I'm going to help you out. Do you ever come up against other companies who are doing similar things to you? Is there ever like a bidding war against what could potentially be the next Minecraft? Do you both sort of find yourself going, hmm, I want to make sure that we get hold of this game kind of thing? There's a lot more collaboration in the games industry across companies than maybe one would think um, in the sense that if there is a game that is definitely just not a portfolio fit for us, let's say it's a really good single player game that is narrative based, then, you know, we will we will pass it on to other contacts in our network that are interested and vice versa. And then I think um, the other side of that is sometimes there can be a lot of interest around the single title. But the way that works usually is that we never really find it out from from competitors or, you know, from people who are closer to what we're targeting. It will just be developers saying like, oh, we've had interest from this person, that person and that person. And to be honest, that makes me quite happy when they say that it does it does create more of a sense of urgency for us for sure but it makes me quite you know I'm already proud of them in the sense that you know it's hard to to quote make it so when when they've had all this interest in a way it's the emotional responsibility is slightly less is it something that you would accept submissions over or is it very much that you need to be 
excited by something and then approach that project itself like let's say you know you get 100 emails and everyone says oh why don't you look at my game (laughs) i'm imagining that you know you don't have the resources to do that let alone the time i mean right now we we are doing that i think you know we are trying to get the word out because there are so many different markets and networks that you know i i feel like there can never really be enough people who hear about you know our new jagex partners publishing program so we have we do have like on our website we have a a partner's mailbox so it's just partners at jagex.com so we accept submissions in that way thanks to julia kenny from jagex so if you're keen why not send her a message you're listening to the naked gaming podcast with lee milner and chris barrow let's look at new releases starting with Dauntless, a game which is quite graphically similar to Fortnite, cartoony, and imagine that crossed with Monster Hunter, hacking and slashing at big bosses. The Shattered Isles. Fractured by Aether and the depredations of savage behemoths feeding on its power. Against their endless hunger stand the Slayers, our last hope. So it is a bit like Fortnite. It was very cartoony. Um, You immediately lost patience with this game. I thought it was boring. There was one cutscene in the whole game. It took too long. Right. It took too long to kill the monsters. Yeah. My character didn't look great. Yeah, the sort of development of your character at the very beginning, you can choose the nose, the face, the ears. I don't care. Too much. I want cool outfits. Yeah. I want great hair. The best thing, it had paint all over a face. Loved that. But the thing is, it, it kind of loses focus quite quickly. And once you've killed one boss, not to give too much away, really, there's not much left to do. You have basically done it all. It is a bit like Monster Hunter. It... I was really confused at the beginning of this game because it's worth saying it's free to play, so you don't have to buy it or yeah. anything like that. Um, but you basically get faced with a massive boss straight away. You hack and slash it to death and you think, okay, what's next? You land in the main base and then they send you off on another mission yeah. and then you hack and slash the next big and that, boss and that is it. to death and then you come back and then they send you on another mission and it's the same. And what I don't like is that you have to defeat the boss with three other players Mm. so it's not your own journey you're constantly having to play with other players which i'm not keen on so four player co-op online only um if you play a mission and you're unlucky enough that there's only one other person playing with you you've only got two people Mm. hacking and slashing at a big boss and it takes absolutely forever forever. 25 minutes it can take to, to beat a boss there's no for me there's no skill involved yeah you just hammer the square button yeah or the triangle button so I suppose that is variety. <laughs> it was halfway there, and then they gave yeah. up. Uh, they are releasing new um, elements of the game each month, but it's so boring. Yeah. It is better on PC. There was a lot of lag playing this game as well. You were juddering, jittering around the whole place. It wasn't good. It was it was fun, but it was like a really basic game, and they wanted it to compete with Fortnite, which is one of the most popular games right now the other thing that's worth saying is that i read a real interesting analysis about this game and basically think about it there's these really innocent creatures living in a world and you turn up with three of your mates and kill them to death (laughs) for absolutely no reason apart from the fact that they have scales that you you want to steal their scales you want to steal their horn how awful so you turn up on this world and just kill everything and then go 
Wow. Yeah. I didn't really think of it like that. It's but awful, now that you've it? told me, I feel a bit bad. Uh, just <laughs> you, only, you only killed two, you got bored. <laughs> so don't worry, I killed about 30. <laughs> I'm so sorry, all those innocent creatures That's on all those you were planets. All weekend. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, for me, it was a, a four out of ten. What about you? Well, I'll give it a one. Oh, not very good. I'm a bit stuff. harsh. Okay, fair enough. Power up. Uh, next to game I've been waiting, I would say probably two years for. Finally released on PlayStation Four. It's Day Z or Day Z if you're British. Uh, it's zombie survival, and you don't get any resources or anything like that. I remember a time. Before all of this, there was life. There was freedom. That's long gone now. The disease spread quickly, and only a few were immune. Lost and desperately fighting for survival. So I played this game for about five hours, um, and I don't know how to do anything. Uh, I mean, genuinely, I turned, I started the game. Uh, it's a zombie survival horror game, right? So you think, okay, well, you know, straight away you, you come to life near the coast and you think, oh, I'm going to run to the nearest thing and get loads of resources. I started off in the pitch black, yeah. so you can't see anything. There's no tutorial for the game, so you're supposed to just work out how to make fire. I think, <laughs> I think this is the worst game I've ever played. What? Worse than the previous one? Yeah. I'm giving this game a minus 10. You can't give it a minus 10. I can 10. give it a minus 10. Because not only was it rubbish, it cost £40 and it actually angered me. Hang on me. a minute. It cost us £40. I know. We it, paid £40 exactly. for that. But you've only played it once. I know. I know. I played it three times. Can we get our money back? Well, I, I genuinely want my money back. Wow. This is the worst. Is this the first game that you've asked for your money back? I'm, I'm going to put an email in and see because there's no instructions... Yeah, are you sure you haven't missed anything? I looked up three YouTube videos on things that you're supposed to do. After two hours, I managed to make a fire. Wow. Uh, you have to scrape the bark off a tree with a stone, and then you have to hack down a bush with a stone, and then cut the long stick into short sticks, and then you have to... So uh, it's like a poor man's tomb raider. Yeah. And then you have to get a rag and put it around the short stick, and then you have to get the other short stick... Mm and get the bark, and then create a fire creation tool. Are you bored yet? I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> and then you combine them together, and then you make a torch, and then that lasts for about 30 seconds. Okay, so my, that's a minus 10. Minus 10. Never, ever buy Daisy. What a disappointment. What a huge letdown. <laughs> Time for Retro Revival. This month, Amazon launched a classic range of Tamagotchis with the original programming. That's ahead of a new batch of Tamagotchis coming soon with new and improved programming. How exciting. Yeah, if you've never had a Tamagotchi before, it's a virtual pet that starts off as an egg, then hatches into a blob, I'd call it, <laughs> then evolves into a bigger blob and then eventually a dinosaur or something like that. I mean, I never saw that, so I don't know. Uh only black pixels, though. Quite basic. It's not colourful, is it, really? Think of Snake on the Nokia 3210. Yeah, exactly like Snake on the Nokia. Yeah. That's it. Classic. So are these original Tamagotchis any good with their re-releases? We tried to buy them originally, and it was 20 quid. This is and hilarious. Just after we bought it, they went up to £35. Love it. So a massive price hike uh, after. We obviously set the trend in buying one. Yeah. And you got one which... I got was, the tiger one. It was like a purple tiger yep. trim. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't really go for the fashion look of it, but yeah. 
Uh, do you want to say anything before we hear you looking no, after a ton of... Go- okay. Just play it. It's arrived! It's arrived! Let's get it open. Yeah! Oh my goodness! It takes me back to when I was at school! For ages eight and up. Yeah, that'll do me nicely. In the original packaging... Tamagotchi Generation 1. Did they do different generations? Must have done. Okay, let's get this bad boy opened. Now, you can tell that I'm old because I now read the instructions. When I was younger, I just used to turn it on and press loads of buttons. Right, okay, so there's a little tab here. Activation. You must do three things. Wake up Tamagotchi character from its million light years sleep by removing the insulating sheet. Pull paper tab from side of body. Right, okay, let's do this. Hang on. I think that means it's alive. <gasps> A little egg has appeared. Oh, look at it. So cute. Okay. I think that's it. They're quite tiny, just the size that just fits inside of your palm. And my little egg is just moving up and down. How long is it going to be like that for? I'm going to go make some dinner. See what happens. So it's been five hours waiting for this thing to hatch. I mean, how an eight-year-old gets through this, I have no idea. It's like psychological torture. Here you go, child. Have this to play with. Oh, wait, it doesn't work for five hours. So just just sit there and watch this egg going up and down. I don't know if I've done something wrong, but now I have to take it to work with me. So I've only just realised in the canteen that it won't hatch unless you set the time and apparently it hatches five minutes after you set the time so let's see if we can capture this moment it's hatched i'm gonna call you blob no mr blob yeah mr blob um so let's have a look the buttons here at the bottom, when you press them, it selects different icons. We've got medicine, duck, weighing scales, food, light bulb, and games. Okay, so the blobs just going side to side, up and down on the screen. So let's see if we can feed it. Meal or snack? Okay, give it a meal. Ah, there he goes. Looks like Pac-Man. If we play a game with it, that'll make it happy, won't it? Okay. Oh. God, I forgot how, how annoying that sound is. Okay, that, that makes it happy. I have no idea what's going on in this game. I'm just pressing buttons. I think you've got to guess which, which direction it's going to go. Sorry, I'm just in the, um, in the work canteen playing on a Tamagotchi. Okay, so I win three versus two. Okay, so he's happy. A little sunshine icon comes up. Great. No, not again. Okay, give it a rest. Chill out. Ah, oh, he's done a poo. Hang on. That's duck icon, flush away. Yay! He's happy. Sunshine icon, winning. Oh, you're never going to guess what's just happened. Okay, so literally the screen went blank everything went black i thought oh my god we're gonna have to send it back to amazon no mr blob has evolved into pancake face literally how's it how long has it been what an hour or so he's evolved into pancake face so i just thought i'd let you know um 
Okay, so since we last spoke, uh, yeah, things 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 have got much worse. Um, so approximately, it was sometime between eight o'clock and nine o'clock this morning. Uh, I must have slept in. You know, I was doing a night shift, and I, I left him asleep. And um, you know, I switched the lights off on the Tamagotchi. Not well, I switched the lights off as well in my bedroom, but switched the lights off. I, I saw little Zeds coming, coming from from the bottom of the screen, and uh, I, yeah, I must have forgot about him. So um, Pancake Face is dead. I don't think he lasted twenty four hours. Uh, to be to be fair, you know, I thought he was asleep. Uh, I put him on silent, and I, I forgot about him. There's a little tombstone on the front. So um, he didn't make it to one day. Rest peacefully, Pancake Face. Leave me on there. Our Tamagotchi correspondent. Uh, so, what was your overall rating? Of I the thought film? it was rubbish. I thought, you know what? But you I liked was, it as a kid, I surely. I was so excited for this, right? Okay. I can't tell you. I thought, right, Tamagotchis are back in fashion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really go for it with this one. And you know what? I must have been a simple child because they're so boring. They only have one game. And that and game you, is awful. It's really... It doesn't even make sense. There's no skill involved. And then you have to clean up its poop. Five times a day. I already do that with Bailey, the, the rabbit. rabbit yeah. And yeah, in the end, okay, the first time was a mistake. Then I just couldn't be bothered. So we've actually sent it back, haven't we? I'm waiting for my refund right now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought I'd, I was so excited, you know. I thought, yeah, this is going to be great. And then you realise just how boring it is. So it got, like, I'd say a good three out of ten. Very generous. Uh, I can recommend the free app Tamagotchi that you can download, although you do have to watch loads of video adverts and stuff like that. You don't have to spend any money, and the games are so much better. So if you've got an advanced phone, download the Tamagotchi app. It's actually pretty good. But, yeah, not one to spend 20 quid or 35 quid now on. (laughs) That's it for this month. Half a year of podcasting. Where has the time gone? Yeah, if you'd like to get in touch with us on this six-month anniversary of the show... Why not tell us the game you've been playing for the longest time? I was wondering about that because, you know, six months is a reasonably long time to be doing something for. Games don't tend to last that long nowadays, but Hearthstone, you will have seen the, the mm-hmm. card game. I've, mm-hmm. I've been playing that for two or three years now. Mm-hmm. What, gaming-wise, you, you're a big Pokemon fan? Crash Bandicoot. I'm still trying to get past out. the level where he's on the ice bridge and I keep falling down. But one day, Chris, <laughs> one day my time will come yeah. and I'll pass that level can tell you though next month we will be reviewing one of your favourite ever games that's being re-released Crash Nitro Fueled Oxide whatever it is Team Racing this is this is the game of the year yeah and anybody who disagrees with us (laughs) don't get in touch (laughs) (laughs) okay so you can not email gaming at nakedscientist.com that's gaming at nakedscientist.com and we'll see you next month for the best game of all time (laughs) 